Mustafa, welcome to the last episode of the Shop Talks Commerce Talks podcast today in London. We're going to talk about the uh, grocery market in uh, Turkey. You're representing uh, Migros uh, in that area. And before I deep dive into your career, maybe introduce yourself and Migros in Turkey. Okay, so thanks for inviting me. Uh, Migros in Turkey, by the way, it's been you know, always confused. Migros Turkey and Migros Switzerland. We have no organic relations now. It's been the Turkish Migros was founded by the Migros Switzerland, but then they left the country many, many years ago. So we're only good friends. Okay. But there's no shareholder connection. No. But you're but you're sharing the logo still. Exactly. Yeah, we share we share, you know, uh, the, the logo and we are good friends. Okay. So Migros Turkey is, is one of the leading grocery retailers of the country with you know, more, almost 2,700 stores all over Turkey with more than 50,000 employees. And you know, starting from the convenience store up to the hypermarket, we have different banners, premium supermarket, convenience store, neighborhood stores. But we're mainly a supermarket operator. And, and, and the supermarket is also operated below the Migro uh, brand and logo. So exactly. I go to a Turkish customer, if I ask him, okay, what kind of supermarket do you like? He would, he would state, yeah, I, I'm always buying at the Migro supermarket. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So the same representation of those 1M, you know, always stands for a small supermarket. If there, is, there are two M's, then it's a you know, mid-sized supermarket. If it's a three M's standing on, on the logo, it's a large supermarket kind of you know ah okay and um you know we are, we have a lot of uh, listeners that are based like in the german speaking markets where yeah. we know we have um, the uh, discount supermarkets like aldi and lidl yeah. where everything is like super cheap and this but the assortment is not so huge and we have edeka and rewe which is a a, a bit broader assortment bit more expensive um, if we if i had to compare migros turkey mm -hmm. with the german speaking market so where should i place migros it's, it's almost the Edeka of Germany, but uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be accepting this being expensive thing. <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah. If you, if you have to categorize the things, we are like Edeka of Germany. Okay, we are uh, Commerce Talks, obviously a podcast where we're focusing on the e-commerce journey. Um, um, and last thing I've heard about the Turkish market as a grocery market was uh, the, um, the approach of uh, Getir, an ultra-fast delivery service to entering the German market didn't work out well so far as far as i can tell but this gave me the impression okay there must be a lot of innovation going on in uh, in uh, in istanbul in the, in the in the turkish market so how is the view um of uh, of Migros when it comes to the um, online grocery shopping yeah. okay uh you made a very good comment regarding the innovation in, in the turkish grocery market because proudly saying amigros turkey is the first Brick and, brick and mortar grocery retailer in Europe, including the, the UK and Ireland, who started its online operations back in 1997. I'm open to any challenges, but I haven't seen, I haven't been challenged by anyone else. So we started before Tesco, before Carrefour, before Edeka. So we're probably seeing the first one. So if it is innovation, yes, we are a very innovative country and company as well. And Ultra fast delivery also popped up from this country, from Turkey. So Getir was one of the pioneers of, of, of that industry. And uh, when, when we look at the online grocery industry, you know, almost 75 percent 
of the online grocery market is delivered under one hour. So if we categorize online- 75%. Exactly, this is the number one. Uh, if you consider ultra fast or express as something good, it's the largest share in the world. Russia is the second one in terms of express versus scheduled, okay? But Turkey is number one with 75% of the market share is delivered in under one hour. And, and, and I guess you're like representing a big part of this market share. Um, yeah. then, but how is this possible? Is it a pick from store? Is it like dark, dark warehouses? No, no. The ultra fast guys, they're all picking from their mini warehouses or their ultra fast delivery dark stores. Okay. We also have our ultra fast delivery service as well. Okay. But we are picking from ultra fast mini dark stores which we established in the back rooms of the stores. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, that's the warehouse of the store. Exactly. But uh, we also have scheduled delivery service, which is huge. Okay, that's why we still hold the, the, the food, the line share in the, in the online grocery market. And we're using a kind of a robotic automation there, a kind of a collaborative robotic system. Mm. And we're picking with them and if we do not have a robotic automation in that specific store, then we're picking from the store. Mm. Okay, got it. But um, what is then the, how can I imagine like the, 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 um, the average um, order from a Turkish customer? Like is, I, I know Istanbul is kind of a special case in Turkey, but is he like order, is he or she ordering like every day, like for 15 euro value in, in a basket? Or is like, is it a weekly order uh, for like a hundred euros? So how is it working there? Okay. The, if, if you asked this question to me a few years ago, I would have told you that it's mainly a weekly order. Okay, scheduled delivery, the people were not in a rush, but we were still providing a same day delivery service. Before this ultra fast guys popped up, you know, like 60, 65% of our orders were same day, yep. but still they were a weekly order. Yep. Uh, it was a pattern of weekly orders, but then they mm -hmm. came they came into the picture and now we have a different view of the market so people are you know uh, still a, a part of the people are still ordering weekly okay but rest of the market just now they're they're, they're ordering probably a few times a week for their daily purchases and probably you know whenever they need something urgent they, they, they place the order immediately. So it's, it's, it's a mixed market now. In, in what kind of delivery infrastructure you can use then? Do you have like your own delivery fleet uh, that is like uh, going into the dark stores on the, in the back room of your uh, micro stores and uh, just picking there? Or is there like a central fleet you can just hire and rent uh, like everybody else? Uh, no, first of all, uh, four years ago, we invested in a last mile delivery startup and uh, now we own 75% of the company. That's why we mainly do our own uh, last mile delivery through that startup company, which is a subsidiary of our company now, okay? But uh, on top of that, we also use some, uh, you know, uh, self-employed delivery people, but we all organize and we all manage the fleet. That's, that's very important. We do the routing. We do, we, we take care of the technology in the last mile. So even if we use a third party when we, we all manage that 
uh, with our own resources. Okay. And, and what, what would you say? What is your best guess of the um, the e-com market share in grocery in, in Turkey? In, in Germany, we're talking now 1.5 two percent of all grocery uh, uh, retail is now online, um, and we have a growth of like one person points per year, which is like two billion uh, per year. What is the grocery share, the online share in Turkey? If you if you exclude the marketplaces which sell mainly diapers and yeah, kind yeah. of uh, you know, big box items with cargo, if you exclude that, if you do not consider this as an online grocery, then it is something around three point plus percent. Okay, But not more, not more, not more than that. Yeah, if you if you include those guys, then it would go up to like four or five percent. But but okay. that, that's more like drugstore so assortment. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. And what kind of what is driving the growth? Is it like people don't want to go to the supermarket anymore? Is it more con is it convenience? So people like really sitting at home say, I just I just want, don't want to go. Um, I'd, I'd rather pay an extra fee for the delivery. Mainly due to the due to the convenience because Turkish people really I mean, they, they love uh, getting services. You know, you cannot see a gas station in Turkey which is self-service, okay? No? No, no, no way. So we love being served, okay? So uh, that's why I think the click and collect never worked in Turkey. No, from day one, 1997, we started home delivery plus click and collect, but it never took off. Okay. That's a, that's a, I love this learning because I don't I don't get this kind of click and collect strategies we are still seeing in Germany because uh, some retailers don't have the delivery uh, uh, yeah. capacity. Is it still possible today to go to the Migros website in Turkey, put my order together, and say, okay, I will pick it up yeah. at the store like at uh, yeah. 4 p.m. Yeah, you can do that. But you will say that is like less than five percent of all online orders. No, almost one or one point five percent. Okay, <laughs> that, that is a relief for me to yeah. hear. By the I'm, way, yeah. let let me tell you. Uh, because of this everything going around in, in Europe like in France a lot of you know pick up points and click and collect points you know uh, we just even tried this curbside picking with big signs and promoting people giving five percent discounts no it's not working <laughs> okay okay and, it's a and, cultural thing you know and, and and since you're doing it now uh, um, uh, as a, you're doing it now for for uh, over 20 years well um, How can you describe a bit like the organization behind your e-commerce um, operations? I, I guess there's no channel conflicts anymore in Migros because it's so so long now um, there. But it's like a can you describe like the team size okay. taking care for the for the user experience okay. for for the picking app for all this stuff? Now, uh, by the end of last year, we decided to spin off our online operations. Now we have a separate company for that. Okay, uh, but still operations are. Uh, taken care by uh, in, a, in an omni-channel way. The good thing is that back in 2018, the CEO is a very visionary guy, uh, young and visionary guy. He decided just to, I was in charge of the online and he decided that I should be taking care of the offline as well. So kind of a reverse takeover, organizational reverse takeover. So the, the, the guy in charge of online Who is moving to the, you know, who is, who is just starting to take care of the whole online and offline operations? That's the thing. Then, then, I mean, there's no channel conflicts. Okay, so that move was a very, very smart one. 
Okay. Mm. And then we, we have seen in Europe, and especially in Germany, Netherlands, Czechoslovakia, uh, 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 um, uh, the Czechian, uh, well, I don't know how to pronounce in English. Um, we see businesses like uh, Picnic that are following like the milkman model, yeah. uh, which has a very, very efficient like drop rate. So they're yeah. reaching like nine customers yeah. uh, per hour and very low prices. We see Knusper now in the southern part of Germany, uh, which is trying to group regional um, mm. providers like your your bakery, the butchery, yeah. uh, uh, which you can order within the next uh, three hours. Um, I think Picnic is still next day, next um, day. at a specific day. So do you see similar services or 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 market potential for similar services in, 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 in your market? No, uh, no, this this ultra fast guys, they change the whole landscape. You know, they, they change everything upside and down. So when there is somebody offering you a you know, more convenient and a faster service, who would go after, you know, a kind of a picnic model? By the way, I, I really admire picnic guys. We know them. They know us. They came to Turkey years before we went to Amsterdam to visit them. This, uh, the CTO is sitting at the same chair tomorrow. Really? Uh, oh, uh, send ten, my ten, greetings. 10 a.m. Our okay, podcast. That's yeah. great. So, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I would love to have such a model in Turkey because it's cheaper. It's more effective. But no, no. When somebody is... When your consumer is spoiled with a better service, it's not easy to <laughs> to offer him a worse service. Okay. But how how strong is Getir then in in, in, in Turkey? Because I I, w I would I would argue like in the German speaking markets where we have like Flink and Gorillas, yes, the consumer is spoiled a bit, but the assortment is limited. So still yeah. like even in markets where um, Gorilla is active plus where Picnic is active, no Picnic customer would change their uh, weekly uh, weekly purchase to, to Gorillas because the prices are much higher, the product availability availability is much lower, uh, the the convenience, yes, is better, but you don't need it every day. So wh when do you okay. need something like in 50 minutes? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I have never seen one of my friends or, or customers who have switched to Getir because we're really providing a comprehensive we're providing this schedule. We're providing 45 minutes express, full assortment, and also 15 minutes limited assortment ultra fast. So there is no reason for the Amigos customer switch to Getir because you know we're, we're doing everything at Migros prices. Getir's prices are like 15% more than us. So and the, lim and the limited assortment, of course. And even in our ultra fast. Their ultrafast is around 15, 1600. Our ultrafast is around 25, 2600. Even, you know, the best selling items in our ultrafast business is cucumbers, steak, lamb chops. Mm. I mean, real grocery items. We're not a snacks company. Yeah. We're not bringing snacks or colas to, to customers. We're really a grocery company. And, you know, our basket size in ultrafast is much, much larger than them. So, you know, there's no reason for a customer to go to get here. But yes, they're very, they, they look like a very cool company. They're perceived as a cool company. The young people, the generations that likes them. Okay. But they're not stealing from our, uh, our cake, but they're growing our cake. Because once they, you know, popularize the, the, the ah, concept, okay. we, we make use of that. So that's very good. We love them. Ah, okay. <laughs> And um, the, the one, uh, the one, the one thing um, that was holding back 
e-commerce growth in Germany in the grocery sector was all, always like the price point. So yeah. you, you know the price in Germany. Yeah. Um, the margins are very tough. Very thin, so, it's, yeah. so there's not so much room actually for, yeah. for added value. So Picnic actually was the first company I saw since years that was able actually to break through, which is smarter, which is smarter model. Yeah. What what is the price points in um, in Turkey? Are there, are the margin as margins as thin as they are like in Germany, or it's, or it's like in France? No, just in between, and uh, not as thin as Germany. But by, by the way, our offline business, uh, offline grocery is mainly a discounter business because uh, there are three very strong discount discounters in Turkey. So they really drive the prices down, uh, but still the, the margins are in between Germany and the western part of the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we always keep our offline prices at at the online operations, and this is a very very important fact that eventually, even those Generation Z guys, they will get back to us. But 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 I don't get because um, so we don't have like um, like one of the big retailers like like Rewe, Edeka or Aldi covering this on a on a broad scale in Germany. So Rewe uh, tried it with uh, with pick from store a couple of years ago, but it didn't succeed because uh, they were lacking convenience capabilities, drivers, um, assortment, delivery slots. Now you have it available on a on a on a national scale mm-hmm. with a with a, with a trusted brand mm-hmm. but the share is still three percent in the market which 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 for, for me seems to be very low because if we are looking at other categories uh, like in europe how they scaled over time they scaled much faster they scaled like three okay. percent uh, this year next year like five percent mm-hmm. and some some like went to like almost 70 percent like in consumer electronics so what is holding growth back still in your market first of all our online percentage or proportion of our online sales in our total is around 17 percent 17 as, as a company oh. uh, well, what i was talking to you was the, the, the total ah, market okay. Okay, okay. our company's online penetration is 17 percent okay the reason that is three percent because turkey has still an unorganized retail market like mom and pop shops are very very dominant in turkey still ah, the corner stores exactly ah, okay exactly so uh, but in my company, it's 17%. But if you still ask me, why, why, the, you know, why does people, some of the people do not shop online? I think, you know, b- before COVID, the main reason was touching and feeling. You know, so pe- somebody else preparing your order on behalf of you, especially the fresh food. But now, uh, during COVID, people had to place orders online and they saw that, we're really picking the orders as if they are picking. So it was a game changer. That's why in the post-COVID era, the percentage of online is still increasing, not decreasing. Okay? Yeah. But you know, still, still there are some people left which really loves physical shopping. I, I, I get this. That's actually the, the percentage what I try to understand because it helps me a lot uh, to, to project like uh, grocery uh, growth in other markets. And it's 70 percent is huge already. So I would expect if this if you're using parts of your store warehouses yeah. uh, to for the fulfillment in the future, when this share grows to like 20, 25 percent, the actual store will shrink a bit and the warehouse part will grow. Is this correct? Probably. Yeah. That, and, you know. Uh, let's add one thing on top of that. Non-food, non-food part of our world is is you know declining. 
So internet and marketplaces are really eating from the non-food general merchandise part of the so grocery. So like like, like 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 cheap tools you are selling or a garden chair set exactly. or whatever. Exactly, mm -hmm. toys, you know, books, kind of things. So in in every part of the world, non-food general merchandise part is shrinking in, in terms of grocery retail. Yeah. So that's why we will anyway have some extra space. So we'll just enlarge the, the you know dedicated areas for picking and probably decrease the space for offline shopping that's gonna happen this is our you know uh, you know vision or let, let, let's not say it vision but that's gonna be the reality probably how many consumers in Turkey can you reach like with one hour because you have like three different like store sizes uh, yeah. but how many consumers can can get this kind of service Uh, no, we have the online service in 81 cities of Turkey. We have, you know, 81 cities, and we serve all of the city centers. Some of the towns we're not serving, but you know, with the online, probably we're serving. I've never calculated, but probably 80% of the country we can reach in hours. What are the biggest uh, uh, growth um, uh, barriers still? Is it availability of um, um, stuff like riders, delivery personnel? Um, space in the in the warehouse um, technical capabilities uh, to be honest the technical capabilities because with this you know uh, with this ah, there might, might have a solution here we're <laughs> gonna talk about that later yeah. you know finding people uh, finding really good uh, you know software developers is not anymore uh, easy for, for, for anybody else in the world and, and uh, for us as well Uh, that's probably the, the, the most important factor that is limiting the, the growth in terms of inf infrastructure investments. Yeah. Mm. But um, there were a lot of uh, layoffs in the, in the recent months from the tech industry. And there were some high-tech companies also with like, a lot of outsourcing capabilities in, the, yeah. in, in, in Turkey. W uh, did this help you to find more talent? Uh, years ago, we made a tough decision, a very strict decision of insourcing all of our software development thing oh. okay uh, you didn't like i know but you know you know that was a very tough decision because we suffered a lot from outsourcing and third-party things so that's why we decided to insource everything we have a very well working in-house developed homegrown online grocery system end-to-end -end, and that's why uh, you know lack of software developers always affect us Independent of the, who, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Interesting statement here. I will also use this in my case studies okay, in, the, okay. in, in, in the next time. Then uh, the next part of the uh, of the question. So, are you also then developing like uh, apart from? The, I, I understand you have this like 1M, 2M, 3M strategy. Yeah. But uh, with like online capabilities and fulfillment capabilities, to to uh, you might come to the conclusion to to develop uh, certain brands like. Um, super high quality vegan line for example mm -hmm. where where you say okay we are able to build like a new warehouse yeah. um, a delivery guy and a logistics guy never will touch like meat yeah. and and food and yeah. th there's also a huge market like maybe in istanbul or other like yeah. uh, other other bigger cities is this something you have tapped into yeah we have other than the mainstream migros brand we have two other brands one of them is called macro center macro center is like the Waitrose and Marks and Spencer of UK yeah. or, or Whole Foods of Trader Joe's of, uh, of US and we have such a premium uh, supermarket brand and we're doing the online for them as well with separate vans, separate people, you know, 
better packaging kind of thing. And the last thing that we're doing is we acquired a startup called Taze Direct. Taze Direct is one-to-one -one copy of, of Fresh Direct in US. Okay, so everything uh, like the, with, with the philosophy of farm to farm to table kind of thing. Yeah. No, or, you know, organic things, healthy, well-being, uh, you know, kind of thing. We have such a brand as well. So there are different brands: Migros, Macro Online, and Taze Direct. How many people in the Migro organization are working, especially specifically for the uh, UX? Uh, in the in the headquarters of the online operations, there are almost uh, 200 people. But of course, in the field, there are thousands of them. I, I don't know the, 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 the number, but in the headquarters of online operations, it's almost 200 people. So from, from what you describe and how you are running it, um, that seems to be a very advanced uh, e-commerce um, yeah. operation. Um, is it advanced enough or sexy enough to expand into other markets beyond Turkey? Uh, very, very good question. <laughs> Nowadays, it's, it's a big discussion. Uh, not due to the fact that we want to expand, but you know, our friends from other countries just asking us to help them, okay, and you know you're also your friends with the same logo uh you know uh, you know i mean it, it could be a, uh, we're not after by the way we haven't decided it yet so we're talking we're discussing this in in, in our team so oh, once we do it no we, we don't want to you know use our logo but we, instead we want to help them to to promote their own brands and help them from a know-how point of view you know uh, it could be I don't know though it could be like then a Turkish Okada solution. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I mean that's, that's it's very clear to me. Okay, from, uh, okay, from, okay. From I, I said I, I haven't we haven't decided on, on that yet, but okay. you, you, it's a good question. <laughs> okay, got it. Then uh, maybe last part of the question. So um, when I think about like the um, um, assortment part, um, what we saw was like the quick delivery services, uh, flash and post for beverages in Germany, um, Getia, Gorillas. Um, the, the way how people shopped um, uh, um, in like this very small app kind of limited the space for many brands to show themselves. So mm -hmm. obviously, whatever was on top at mm -hmm. Gorillas or, or Fling, mm -hmm. beer, chips, uh, 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 meat, I, I was buying. I was not. I was not willing to scroll like mm -hmm. down like hundreds of lines of uh, 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 products, yeah. which I would do maybe in a standard online shop experience, or which which I do actually when I'm in the retail. Uh, environment is is this also the case with uh, with Migros or how is your approach to on no. uh, to, to app? As I told you, we're quite different. Even in our ultra fast delivery business, we're quite different than those pure play guys. As I said, we're not a snacks company. We're not delivering snacks. We're doing lamb chops. So people are really spending time to find out the the products they are looking for. It's not a kind of an impulse buying. Yeah, I know that it's the case for gorillas and Gitter, kind of an impulse buying pattern. No, that's not the case for us. Of course, we, we, we do a lot of promotions for the people to make last minute impulse purchases as well. But the main motivation, the main job to be done is, is really, really providing uh, or just purchasing the grocery, real grocery items needed, required by the customer. And then maybe focusing a bit on the logistics side. So what we also see is a lot of innovation on the um, on the transportation capabilities, mm -hmm. uh, coming up with new electronic vehicles like mm -hmm. a picnic, for example, or with uh, with electronic with with, with with better mofas or, or whatever. Is this also something you're looking into? Is it kind of an area where you where you think there's some leverage? 
regarding this, you know, uh, uh, drone, drones or, you know, uh, driverless delivery, I think it's, we find it a little bit early for our country, okay? But regarding the electric electrical vehicles, uh, we have been using it for more than 10 years now. Even though Turkey is, you know, you know, winter conditions in Turkey is, is quite tough. And with those first, very, very first generation electrical vehicles, we had hard times in winter times, but we've never stopped, you know, uh, working with them. So we still have electrical vehicles and we're just planning to increase number of them. Yeah, that's why many uh, many drivers of Deutsche Post um, in Germany or DHL are replacing them because in winter time the uh, the reach uh, the capabilities are uh, very reduced exactly. compared to summertime. Exactly. Super interesting case, Mustafa. Definitely lots of takeaways uh, for me and lots of like interesting quotes for 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 my new keynotes uh, in the next year. I can uh, I can take uh, take away. I will invite you now to the to the to the booth party because okay. uh, it's it's going to be the end of day two okay. here of uh, London Shop Talks and uh, thank you a lot for being guest in uh, Commerce Talks. Thank you very much for inviting Alex. Thank you. Thank you.